This is the Ask a Photographer podcast, answering your photography-related questions about general photography, workflow, editing, business, and marketing. To submit a question, go to beblino.com forward slash ask. Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm from beblino.com. Today's podcast is about photo editing. And the question comes from Lily. And Lily is saying, I love taking photos every day, but I'm frustrated when it comes to my post-processing. I'm a member of a few Photoshop and Lightroom Facebook groups. The skills of some of the people are just amazing. There are times that I wish I could just remove distracting objects from my photos. Do you have any tips on how I could get better at editing my photos? Hey, Lily, thanks for your question. This is one of those questions that it's kind of, there's no right or wrong. Should we be processing our photos to the nth degree that um, it doesn't look like a photo? Should we be removing objects from our photos? There's no right or wrong. What you want to do is completely up to you. Now, having said that though, there's probably a few things that we should do before we edit our photos. Getting it right in camera as much as we can will help reduce the editing of our photos later. Now, I'm not talking about head swaps and, and things like that at this point. There's a time and place for that. You know, if we can get at least 90% of our photos completed in camera, so our composition, our lighting, you know, that type of thing, if that's all worked out, and we could reduce a whole heap of time and a whole heap of worry as well from ourselves. You, you mentioned here that you, you wish you could remove distracting objects, and that's fine. You don't mention as to what the objects are, but you know, it could be people, it could be lampposts, could be all sorts of stuff. Thing is, before you actually photograph, you should be composing your photo in such a way where you don't have these these distracting objects in the photo, right? I know that there are times you just can't avoid that, and you know, removing if you're at say a landmark and you want to remove all the people, then that's different, right? And you know, you're more than welcome to go and and remove and clone everyone out. You know, it's one of those things that if you can pre-visualize your photo and get as much done in your camera you will save a lot of time in the back end uh, which is the editing part knowing basic editing techniques such as how to light and darken a photo how to add sharpening how to do um, contrasts and, and and you know work the highlights so these are basic tools that everybody should should know um, how to manipulate and you know before we start removing heads and, 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 and objects, we should know that. Working with a file format such as RAW will help editing our photos later on because with a RAW file format, there's, there's just the information from the camera. It's not post-processed like a JPEG. So with a RAW file format, when you bring that into your um, editing software of choice, the photo is going to become quite flat because what when we take a RAW photo, it actually shows us the JPEG version on the back of the camera and everything looks nice and punchy and the nice colors. What I do like about the RAW format is the latitude in exposure and some of the settings. So for instance, you know, if I'm a little bit off with my exposure because things happen, right? If I'm photographing a bride and I'm photographing one, one way and then I turn around because stuff going on I may have not changed my exposure or I may have changed a little bit too late and taken a few photos beforehand well then the raw file format has that latitude where I can um, bring the exposure back and, and make a little uh, and make it corrected uh, also the other thing is that um, when you've got a JPEG file format pretty much what happens uh, as you take the photo um, these are baked into the file so you know the the, the color balance the um, exposure 
um, any of the other presets that you may have in your camera it's all baked into the file and it's it, it can be done later in, in post and, and make changes to that but it's a little bit more difficult and, and the results are not always optimum so that's just something to think about next would be using if you're using Photoshop is to actually use layers so for every single tool that you use change a layer and make those changes um, and then you know if you make a mistake that's right get rid of the layer uh, not a problem whereas if you just use the history panel um, there's only so much you can go back uh, if you're using uh, Lightroom using virtual copies um, I like to use quite a fair bit myself and I've got different versions of of the same file it, one could be a preset that I've applied uh, another one could be um, you know just black and white another one could be just a slightly different edit but then I'll also have of course the nice clean edit that I created that the um, exposure and everything is perfect on so it's just another way of getting creative and, and just practicing um, next would be to, uh, using presets as a, as, as a starting point so in full disclosure I have presets that I sell in my store I have presets that um, allow you to change exposures and, 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 and contrasts and highlights and, and, and so on and so forth but then I've got other presets that uh, allow you to you know they're, they're very similar to a one-click preset so you click it and the, your photo will come as close as possible to what the presets meant to do now when I say close as possible there is no such thing as a one-click preset so to speak reason being is that the reference photo or the photo that they created the preset on is a certain exposure and contrast and highlights and, and so on and so forth if your photo is not close to that your end result is not going to be the same as the preset if your for instance if your photo is underexposed by two stops and but you know of course the starting point of the reference photo was bang on correct exposure well then your photo is going to be still underexposed <laughs> so that's why I say with presets especially the one-click presets use them as a starting point you should always do that and then you you know you can either create your own or or go on from there and just tweak them to, to be um, to, for your style the next thing would be to go to websites such as Flearn p-h-l-e-a-r-n.com and I'll put the um, link in the show notes and also creativelive.com or even youtube.com uh, all three um, well Flearn is, is free um, I believe he also has some paid products uh, Creative Live is free to watch but if you want to buy the download you can uh, and also YouTube we all know YouTube it's, it's free you know you've just got to practice and you watching these videos is one thing but to actually mimic what they're doing um, is is another and you really really should practice as much as you can so what I tend to do is is have some photos that I put aside and I use these as my reference photos or photos I like to just work on and what this does is it teaches me a few things I mentioned earlier that I, I like to to pre-visualize my photos and when I pre-visualize the photos and I take a photo and it's not quite right then I go edit it next time I go out take a photo in a similar location or a similar type of environment oh no okay you know what the composure here sorry the, the exposure here was slightly off and to make a better quality photo I just need to maybe work the scene a little bit better meaning that um, maybe the angle of where the light was to, to the subject needs to be changed or I just need to maybe use external lighting or something else okay so what I'm doing here is learning from my photos and that's how I treat um, editing you know there's nothing wrong really to go and remove distracting objects you shouldn't use that as an excuse to go and go right I've taken a photo don't worry I'll get it done later because that's wrong you're not really learning 
because you know digital files it's all cheap you know we've already got the memory card you can take stacks it you know it doesn't matter um take multiple photos of the same thing you know recompose try to get as much done in camera and, and that way you'll learn a lot more if you just practice everyday lily you'll definitely get there and don't worry about um <laughs> don't worry about the other people that you see that it can change backgrounds and remove objects or even swapping heads You'll get there. Don't worry about that. Thanks for your question, Lily. I hope that helps you. If you have a question that you'd like featured on the show, go to biblino.com forward slash ask to submit your question. I'd love to hear what you think of the show by going to iTunes or Stitcher and giving me a review and a rating. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, get out and take more photos. Oh, look, it's a cat in front of a sunset. <laughs>